Hi everyone, this is Jackie Cooper from J. Cooper Travels. I would like to thank you so much for being a listener on my podcast. And I would like to share with you that I have started a few more podcasts based upon feedback and ideas that I've had on areas that I think are really important. As many of you know, I am both a lawyer as well as a special education teacher. So I have started another podcast called Cooper virtual career day podcast. And the purpose of that podcast is to provide information to elementary, middle and high school, as well as college students about different careers that they have options. So definitely check out that podcast. So that way you can hear stories about how to get involved in different careers. I also have another podcast called Crypto Mom, and that's because I'm involved with cryptocurrency. I've been interested in cryptocurrency for a long time, and I recently um, started to invest in Bizcoin. So I would love for you to check out Crypto Mom and to also hit me up with um, a question about how you can learn more about Bizcoin. Um, the other podcast that I have started is called Love Travel Scotland. And the reason why I've started that is that I have a, an associate in Scotland and she has been telling me and sharing with me stories about how Scotland as well as other countries and locations have been hit very hard by COVID. So the purpose of that podcast is to feature business hideaways and stories that you might not um, hear about because we'll be interviewing locals and individuals connected with the Scottish culture. And we've also created a Facebook page called Love Travel Scotland Discount. So you can also um, check that out if you are thinking about traveling to, um, to Scotland. So definitely keep up and subscribe on all four of those platforms, including J. Cooper Travels. Also, please, please, please subscribe to the YouTube that's associated with this podcast so that way you can actually see who is speaking and learn more about um, the wonderful stories that um, we're featuring here. Finally, one last request in addition to um, subscribing for free. Um, if you do decide that you would like to um, support the podcast, whether it's a 99 cent a month or any of the other levels, that would be truly wonderful. If you do support the podcast, that those funds will be going towards different charities that I support. So know that in your heart, if you are supporting the podcast, that those funds will flow to charities that help support um, children empower children as well as protect the environment. So thank you so much for that. And one final note on this intro and throughout the episodes of all the podcasts that I do, I share with you free access to a wholesale portal called I Go For Less. It has, um, you can save up to 35% on your travels, excursions, rideshare, and a host of other services and technology supports. And it is free, totally free to access this member-only portal. The other reason why I am asking you and actually imploring you to activate your site is that this is also connected to a foundation. So every time that you activate the I Go For Less portal, a family is fed a meal 
a donation is made on your behalf. And again, your activation is free, but the foundation donates to Mono Relief and Children International. So families are fed meals. And to date, we've, we have um, fed over um, 4 million families. So that is phenomenal. I would love to have you, um, by activating the site, help me increase the number of families that we can support. So again, all of the efforts here are to help others. And I know that we are one global family. So I really want to thank you so much for subscribing again to my podcast, um, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and also activating the free portal. Um, thank you so much. And let me know what other topics you would like me to feature, because again, I'm here to serve you and to make everything um, exciting for you as you travel around the world. Have a good day. Thanks. Bye. Hi guys, this is Jackie Cooper with Jake Cooper Travels, and I am so excited to be telling you about a brand new item that I have access to. I'm excited because it is essential oils, but it's not the essential oils in the bottle. It's not the essential oils that you need to have in a diffuser. It's actually a portable essential oil. It's an essential oil that you can travel with. You can take it in a car. You can take it on a bus. You can take it on a plane. You can take it on a boat. You can use it at your home. It's an essential oil and it's not a diffuser. It's a portable technology device that's revolutionary because it's wearable technology. It lasts for up to 12 hours with premium essential oil so you can create your own personal environment. You can choose your mood. You can either be energized or you can relax or you can sleep. Again, the product is called Zense. Zense is designed to create a comfortable no-touch experience for you when you're on the go. It fits very simply into your nose. It's like a little nose ring so gentle. It's in lavender, it's lemon or eucalyptus. You can choose your three different moods. It's 100% natural. It's vegan. No synthetic medications. It's sustainable materials and BPA free. And what's even greater than this is the fact that there are two charities that benefit from donations every time a purchase is made. So children are fed every time that you are creating a peaceful, enjoyable environment within your own personal space. So you are able to choose your mood. You can relax, you can purify, you can, again, you can wear it with your daily mask wear. So it is personal, portable, and powerful. Just click below add your name, email, and phone number, and you'll be contacted because we're in pre-launch right now, but QVC wanted this, Shark Tank wanted this, but the company that I'm associated with was given the, the ability to share it with you. The inventor of this portable, powerful, powerful technology actually decided that they wanted us to be able to share it with you. So we're super excited. I cannot wait to have you enjoy it. I know that um, for sleeping for 12 hours using lavender, 
that's going to be a blessing. So check it out. Leave your name and email and phone number in the link below. And let me know which flavor you would like, lavender, lemon, or eucalyptus. This is Jackie Cooper. I'm with J. Cooper Travels. And today I'm really excited to be here with Jajar because he and I actually have both graduated from or involved with the same college, Vassar College. So we have a deep connection with um, our college, but we also have um, a very strong connection with um also our majors and our interest in science and technology and um, in economics. So we have a lot of overlap. Um, thank you so much for being here. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to learn more about you and to talk and just to have a great time. Well, I was, uh, we're both on LinkedIn and I came across your profile and I, what really intrigued me is that it said that you're a political science major and mathematics correlate at Vassar College engineering major at Dartmouth. Tell me more. You're doing an awful lot. And I know that in talking to you before we got onto the podcast, um, you have been sharing some really great stories. So tell me more about how you got involved on both of those areas. Yeah. So um, I'm definitely someone who has a lot of interests in like different aspects of um, academia. And um, one big thing for me has definitely been political science and trying to investigate the nature of how politics works and our history with that and um that was all it's always been a passion of mine and so i i, I went to vassar in my third year and uh I, I really knew from the start that i wanted to be a political science major and it's just been really great because i feel like you learn about so many different aspects whether it's like american politics international politics um comparative politics or like the theory itself um so there's so much there and then i've also really been interested in in science as a whole and um, when I got to Vassar there's this really cool program that Vassar offers with Dartmouth which is essentially a 3-2 program where you spend three years at Vassar so it's like your first two years are at Vassar then you spend a year at Dartmouth then you spend another year at Vassar graduate with your classmates and then another year at Dartmouth so but you're doing a degree of your choice at Vassar and then you're doing an engineering degree at Dartmouth so um, this is kind of like one, a program that's really different than a lot of things out there because, you know, when you're a political science major, it's not really likely that you're also going to be able to study engineering or vice versa. So um, I was able to, you know, explore my interests in, in the sciences in you know, building an analytical approach in engineering and all of that. And, uh, and now I'm going to be going to Dartmouth now because it's my junior year. So I'll be going there for the first time and um, kind of learning more about my engineering studies. I, I hope to be concentrating on energy engineering so we'll see where all this takes me but they're two differing paths but you know hopefully you know it all comes together 
I'm sure it will. I mean, when I was at Vassar, my major was science, technology, and society. So similar to you, um, I was able to have a little bit of political science, a little bit of biology, a little bit of philosophy, a little bit of everything, um, because I also um, had a broad interest. At that time, I was very involved in learning more about bioethics. I was concerned about um, research on individuals without their consent. So, um, you know, a lot in the science area, but also dealing with the policy side. And um, what we do in the policy, it's really important to understand the science involved, you know, because then you can kind of support both. So for me, I ended up interning on the Hill and I was involved with some of their subcommittees, um, creating, um, you know, different hearings on different topics that related um but you know it was a mixture of everything so when i saw you had the dual program i thought that was very very interesting and very cool yeah no i can i mean we, we relate on that as well because um like last summer i was working on the hill as well for um senator cory booker and i was working on his with his environmental team and like working on environmental legislation and that's kind of where i i saw what you're talking about here which is that you know there's somewhat of a disconnect sometimes with you know, the policy and the legislation that's being made and the science that's there as well. So that's where I kind of see a fit for myself. Like, you know, there's there, there's a lot of politics that's out there today or a lot of legislation that's trying to be made, but you need a lot of people that have a scientific background or an analytical approach to it to approach that policy. You know, I think that's really important today. So that's kind of where I see the, the linking between the two. And especially when I was there, you know, working on that legislation firsthand, I was able to see like, that this is something that we need as a country going forward and so you know i just I hopefully it takes me there maybe it takes me in a different path but um i definitely saw that as well similar to what you're talking about well i know just from my own career trajectory i have done a lot of different things i mean right after um graduating i ended up at law school and then after law school my interest has always been science and and um the health policy side, I ended up being at a healthcare consulting firm and then I transitioned from that to a law firm and then transitioned into being self-employed and now I'm a special ed teacher. So again, you can definitely, but there's still science and there's still advocacy because I know that when I end up retiring from being a teacher, I might end up becoming going back with my law hat and be an advocate for the special ed students. So again, you know, you, but I'm still learning using science and special ed because I read about brain science. I read about different ways that you can teach. So there's a lot of ways you can integrate the, the dual areas of interest yeah, into what yeah. we're doing. Yeah, definitely. So I know that you have certain, um, uh, interests and passions that are close to your heart uh climate change for one um what do you think you might try to do to assist with um policy in that area or that whole uh important topic yeah it's, it's such an important topic and i think you know we're all going through so much right now but it still like remains like as probably in my opinion like the most important problem facing us as a human human race today and um, there's so much that needs to be done. And I think like, uh, in terms of like my academics, I've been, you know, in, in terms of political science, I've focused on my internships on in the environment. And then in terms of my engineering, I'm doing more energy, environmental engineering. So trying to see the, this, both the sides connecting in that way. And I feel like for me personally, like 
I've also you know done some internships where I worked locally. So I'm from New Jersey, and uh, locally I worked with uh, Clean Water Action, which is um, you know an environmental advocacy group um, that's nationwide. And with them, I was working on just promoting legislation that helps you know um, certain communities with the pollutants and whether it's water pollution, whether it's air pollution, and you know how certain certain parts of the state or parts of the country are affected more of it and it tends to be more black and brown communities that are affected by um you know you know by by climate change and by you know harmful environmental effects so um it's definitely a passion of mine i'm trying to investigate more ways that i think it's uh, you know an individual thing like we all have to do our part in it so you, you know whether it's recycling more or whether it's just reducing which is probably the most important like the amount we use certain items and you know, trying to be more uh, careful about what we're purchasing and what we're using. I think it's something of like a mindset change, but I'm also encouraged because, you know, my time with people, you know, people my age, my classmates at Vassar, and like we're, we are passionate about it. So hopefully, you know, the future, um, you know, will be better, but the time is now. So we really need to get on it because it's a ticking time bomb. So we have to all do our bit. So. I, yeah, I agree. Every, every little bit helps and everyone is in their own little world, but in that, if we can all do a little bit, then it adds up to the whole. Um, yeah, yeah, Yeah. for sure. I mean, I know that when my daughter and I traveled over to Africa, because she was doing an internship during her uh, junior year, um, we saw, um, not a lot, but some pollution in this, uh, when we did our safari and we were equally impressed when our guide would stop and this is dangerous, but he would stop and he would pick up trash, um, when he knew it was safe because he also wanted to make sure that, um, in the parks, the animals weren't impacted because of the humans that threw something out, you know? So, because again, um, but that made, you know, for both of us, it, you know, it was an, another reminder that every one person can make a difference um, in their own area. And and that also means that we have to stop doing the irresponsible thing by throwing things out. <laughs> yeah, 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 and it's hard. It's really hard to change our habits. Yeah. And, like we all grow up with it. Like we're in such a like consumer in world and um, it's it's just part of who we are, sadly, as as people part of develop, the developed world. Um, but yeah, no, for me personally, like thinking about traveling, um, like I grew up for a while, like, for a while in my life, I was living in India and I was living in New Delhi um, for my for my high school. And while I was there, um, New Delhi has one of the worst air pollutions in the world, right? So that's kind of I feel like still now thinking about it, like that's where. I think my passion for climate change like really started because I felt those effects firsthand. Like, you know, we're all used to wearing masks now, but back then, like, you know, three or four years ago or five years ago, it was really weird because I had to wear a mask every day, um, you know, to school. And it wasn't because like the government said something, you know, but it was because you actually felt those effects. Like if you were out too long, like you would, you know, feel sick, you, your eyes might get watery. like these things are real, you know, in the United States, sometimes we um, tend to forget about like, you know, the, the, the real effects that people are facing every day of climate change. I mean, now, I guess with the fires um, around the country, that's one way to see the effect of climate change. But like, you know, I experienced that at a very young age um, in terms of air pollution. So yeah, I mean, just doing our bit from a young age, I learned that and like, I'm trying to 
do my best to continue to you know do that now in college and through my academics. So, so I also noticed um, on your LinkedIn profile that you're also interested in economic empowerment and um supporting individuals and communities in that area tell me more why you're interested in that because that also um you and i have many interests and i i sort of have stumbled on that but it's also an interest of mine as well yeah no definitely i think you know there there's so many aspects of the world world that we can change and i think one other very important part of that is um refugees and the refugee crisis that we face asylum crisis undocumented people um, in our country. And so this summer, um, I was working for the IRC, um, the International Rescue Crisis, and you know they're situated all around the world, helping refugees in um, terrible conditions and you know in, in places where there's war. And um, my job was, um, I was working for the local New Jersey office. So refugees that come into New Jersey, I was helping them find employment. So, you know, that's, again, what you were saying, like economic empowerment is so important for, you know, them to feel empowered through working, um, by making money, by doing well for themselves, um, having, you know, a home for the first time and having a place where they feel secure was so important for me. So this summer, like I was, and I was so privileged really to, to get to know people from all around the world. Like some of the clients that I was working with were, you know, from Congo, uh, Burundi, all the way from Honduras, Colombia, then you know like Oman and uh, like Iran as well so it's just like everywhere throughout the world like there's this problem right where people are you know, forcibly displaced and um, you know America is great for that reason because we have the resources to support people and so um, you know we need to do more of that and hopefully move in that direction where we help people you know from from hard situations and hard backgrounds so um, yeah in terms of economic empowerment like it's especially hard now with coronavirus finding a job so learning about the job market right now and how to go how to go through all that was difficult and a challenge for me but it was very rewarding you know to like work with someone for a week and then at the end of the week get them a job somewhere it just it's it was it was really awesome for me and you know it's just a privilege really so i'm grateful for that so my um exposure to it came um from a little bit of a different angle but i i definitely understand and appreciate what you're sharing my exposure came because of my curiosity about cryptocurrency um because um for many years i just kind of had never even thought about it the area and then as i've been learning more about that area um i'm realizing that our own money system is going more digital and also when you think about the um what it takes for different communities to operate um, in different countries, they don't always have easy access, like you've talked about, to water, to electricity, to food, to banks, to medical. So a lot of these, um, you know, things that we take for granted here um, are not, the structure is not in place. So, you know, in learning more about the cryptocurrency, I'm learning more about um, decentralized um, banking and um, systems that are more grassroots. And uh, so that's been fascinating for me to get involved in that whole uh, field and, and area because I'm learning that, you know, just like on our phone, we have iPay. Well, you know, we can do banking on our phone and that also is going to create some freedom for individuals in countries that might not be able to physically get to a bank, but they can still, um, 
buy things remotely. So again, um, we have, like you said, we have the ability globally to impact a lot of lives, both with access to the internet and access to a lot of the basics. But we have to think, how do we redistribute or share that access so that way the quality of life gets improved in different communities uh, because uh, we do it's not all equal here but we do have a lot here and um, and I'm not saying we have to give it away but I'm saying that we need to think how do we um, share in a way so others can also be uplifted exactly yeah and I mean especially now given like the circumstances it's really the first time where like as a whole like community we have to think about others you know before ourselves whether it's like wearing masks outside like we're really being challenged and it's tough but i think that's what you know like what you're talking about like that has so many powerful economic effects and can empower people in all parts of the world by having access to that type of currency and um you know everything's so volatile so you know having something that's um, strong that way can really go a long way so I, I, there's definitely a lot of merit to it and that's exciting that you're working on it yeah um, I'm really excited to learn more and you know I know it's an evolving um, market and area um, you know just but, but like everything else I mean I see on LinkedIn and other places how like you talked about the you know um, the water there are solar panels now that actually yeah. can create water and yeah. like when we were in Tanzania we saw solar and and solar made so much sense because you cannot run wires across you know the mountains you know just yeah, exactly. you know but yeah. yeah you really you know you really have to think about how do you um you know blend in just like when Frank Lloyd Wright and some of those architects were thinking okay be with be one with nature well how do you do that and yeah. provide the resources to individuals who are living there yeah you know so and digging a, a well is not always feasible in a drought but turning the sun into you know energy into water i mean technology is just amazing just amazing it really is and it's it's like the way of you know for the future uh, but at the same time like sustainability with that technology is just has to you know be at the forefront of all of it and like making sure that we're using what we have and i think that's the direction that we should take you know the, the technology that is to come so yeah it's, it's it's really exciting so i really am grateful to have made um you know your acquaintance and your connection any last minute thoughts that you have for the listeners who might be uh, listening you know to our conversation what i love is the fact that um we're we're talking about everyday things but we're also looking at the bigger picture and I think that's important for people to look at, okay, there is the big picture, and then how do we bring it back to the everyday? Yeah, I think that's such a, that's such a challenge today because you feel really small in such a big world sometimes, and you feel like there's, there's no way to solve every single problem. And sometimes even opening up the news can just bring you down because there's so much every single day that happens, and you feel like you want every, you know, we all have that, like human nature within us where we want to help other people and we want to be there for other people so i i feel like um you know as a young person maybe i have passion or i want to do those things and maybe i might slow down hopefully not but i think it's about choosing at least one thing and being really passionate about that one thing you know yeah. and getting behind it and um 
putting all you know their effort and energy into it and uh it, and also like you have a lot of power in terms of the people that you know and the communities that you're a part of so you can impact a lot of people just within your friend circle your family circle by questioning them challenging them to like maybe live a life that's a slightly harder but a lot better for you know the the, the collective so hopefully we can all get in that direction but it was really nice again to talk to you as well so same i'm sure that we'll continue our conversations so everyone just so you know there's an information box above the podcast as well as above the youtube and i will have more information so that way you can continue the conversation both on the climate uh, change side and some of the other subjects that we're both passionate about so um go ahead and remember to subscribe to the uh the podcast as well as the youtube channel that i have so you can learn more about other remarkable stories of individuals um uh, as the year progresses and thank you so much for being on and have a great day thank you so much for having me thank you so much take care